Hello, this is Reverend John Harfouche, and you're listening to the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. We have a message for you today from Apostle Dr. Christian Harfouche. For more information, live broadcasts, and video teachings, connect with us online at globalrevival.com and join us every week for the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Amen. We are believers. Partakers of the living faith. Today, we're here collectively. And as an individual, I receive. I have an alert mind, a receptive spirit, an attentive heart, and active living faith. I'm full of divine energy. What I receive today today will change my life forever. forever. Now, if you believe that, thank God about it. He's the one that does it. Lift your hands and let God hear the greatest shout of praise. He's the one that does it. He will not leave you the way he found you. He will impact you and transform you. He will reform you and change you. He will be relevant in your life. You will always be the head and never be the tail. He will enable you to go over always and never under. You'll be blessed in your going in and your going out. God is your helper. You will not fear. You will not dread anything you are facing because victory is yours. The victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Now, if you believe it, let it rip. Let it, let the world hear you. Amen. You may be seated. I want to welcome you to IMI. It's wonderful to see what God is doing around the globe with people but it's wonderful also know that America matters and to see that the Lord is constantly using sharpen uh, iron to sharpen iron amen Amen. and it's very important to know that within um, our season in life there is um, an ability to be used by God beyond ourselves for the purpose of seeing harvest done and fruit um, uh, procured eternally. And so you and I uh, will be rewarded more than adequately by God for the fruit we bear for his kingdom. Um, I said more than adequately. I mean, in other words, God is going to really, really take care of you. And, and <laughs> however, um, the Lord did not ask us to commit to our purpose only at the expense of our identity. And, and so you don't have to ever worry about wasting your life investing in God's 
Let me say that again. You don't have to ever worry about wasting your life investing in God's life. Just as God does not worry about losing his identity by blessing us. You will not lose your identity by blessing others. And so in the world today, we're living in a world that if I want to break it down to uh, uh, the basic essentials, there are human beings that uh, talk. And, 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 and um, uh, they talk human talk. Of course, they think. Of course, they pray. Of course, they study. All of that goes prior to, hopefully, the talking. And I call it human talk. And human talk left up to itself can carry with it anxiety, Worry and fear, disbelief, um, you know, um, worthless philosophy, <laughs> and um, uh, it's a talk of problems, uh, it's a maze, and yet there's another level of talk that humans cannot climb up to, but through the blessing of the Lord our Savior, we are born into that kingdom. I want to call that supernatural talk. It might sound the same, but there's someone accompanying it. There's someone bearing witness to that word. That word is carrying the evidence of the supernatural wonder worker that authorized his own word to be declared in the world as ruler, as greater than any and all circumstances that may seem contradictory. You are a child of God. You were redeemed and born from above. Thank God he's already delivered you from just the bondage of human talk or the stupidity and ignorance of those who are lost. He has invested you and vested you with an ability. Tonight we come in order to release that powerful prophetic ability to talk the God kind of talk and get his divine results in the world you live in. A speech full of courage, full of fortitude, full of the miraculous, full of the immediacy, full of the performance, and full of the goodness of God. A prayer that is answered, a decree that is performed, a confession that is experienced, a blessing that is apprehended. Praise the Lord forever. And as, go ahead and shout about it for a minute. And, 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 and so as, as, as we talk about these two talks, we're speaking about two perceptions, two identities, and two conditions. The human condition deprived of God's, of, of, of the consciousness of God. Even the Christian condition, deprived of the knowledge that he is with you. 
and de- or deprived of the knowledge of why he is with you. If I'm just a, a believer and, and thank God I'm going to heaven and God is my father and uh, I'm redeemed. But I do not and I have not yet seen with the eyes of revelation that he's not only with me, he's with me with power to perform on behalf of his own word. Then I'm going to speak words that are, that are consistent with my definition of my identity without his empowerment. Then I'll be speaking just as if I'm a mere mortal, a natural human being that's talking just talk. Amen. But if I am infused and if I've been called by God to freely distribute to the lives of any and all God's children who will hear an impartation of the pure, undefeatable, undeniable, reliable, apostolic faith, then I will not leave you feeling like you're on your own or by yourself, but God will reveal his commitment to you with power. And and when you open your mouth to speak, there will be no hesitation. You will not be tongue-tied. You will not be double-minded. You will not double-talk. You will not just hope. You will not just wish. When you release your word, your confidence is in the one whose nature cannot lie, whose power is ever-present. You know that your nature is no longer the byproduct of what you think you inherited or what I think I inherited from our natural ancestry. We had a miracle. We've been born from above. We are spirit. We're one with the Lord. We're children of the Most High. We're the redeemed of the Lord. We're going to say so. We've got His courage. We've got His fortitude. We've got His ability. Praise the Lord. And so, so when, we, when, we, when we speak, we speak the antidote or the remedy of the, the condition. Amen. And, and be, why is that? Because God has put his answer in a word. Let me rephrase that. Because before God put his answer in a word, the word became a man I'm going to stop for a minute I said the word God became a man God became the answer God became the healer he became the dead man raiser and the sick man healer the gospel preacher and the teacher the good shepherd the open door the way the truth the life so when 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 Somebody shout amen. Amen. You may be seated. And so then he in turn gave to you and I a invitation that we can become part of his. And become part of his by being born into his family. Praise the Lord. And when we're born into his family, we're receivers or recipients of his divine nature. His divine nature flows into our being. Are you listening to me? There's not one person here who loves the Lord with all your heart, who, who you do not sense a desire 
uh, in your life to see his nature revealed, his kindness and mercy and, and his power and ability revealed in your life. But there is another word that comes against his word in your life. And that's human word. That's natural talk that tries to draw your attention to who you are so that it could tell you what you can and what you cannot do. But God's spirit never draws to your attention to who you are in the natural. He draws your attention to who you are in Christ and therefore takes you outside of any limits that would otherwise apply to mere humanity and put you in the level to where you can open your mouth and speak as the oracles of God. And God will use your mouth to drive down any enemy and defeat any power and any adversity and any affliction that is poisonous to this world system and that is degenerate to the condition of the moral fiber of society. God has put in you a remedy, a healing balm, and I've come to fill you to overflow with that which will reach into your house, your family, your region, your city, your nation, your state, or your world with the healing power of the word of the living God. Oh, if you want to shout, shout. If you want to praise, praise. If you want to jump up and shout and praise the Lord for every good miracle, every every prayer request you have on the altar of God. Amen. Is that okay if I talk about that? And uh, I'd like for us, because otherwise I'm just going to have my own personal rapture right now. <laughs> you know, I've been, in, I've been in meetings since, oh gosh, the 80s. Look with me in your Gospels to Mark, the Gospel of Mark, the seventh chapter. And I, 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 I am directed by the Holy Spirit this week. Hit someone say this week. This week. Now some of you didn't hit nobody. <laughs> the Bible said the violent take it by force. And don't threaten. If you're going to do something, do it. This week, um, we will share a very, very uh, excellent impartation on this truth that the Lord directed us to share. I don't know if we'll ever, ever have an FCF session like the one we're having this week. I mean, I, I am, right now, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. And, uh, and, and uh, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else tomorrow and, and all that. And uh, I, I'm having to make sure I don't look forward to Saturday yet. <laughs> and, and so I'd like for us to notice this. The world we are in is full of human words 
that are under the influence of defeated demonic spirits. Full of words that are under the influence of emotional, physical, and natural dictates. So that is billions of words or billions of people channeling or funneling words that are completely or partially opposite to the truth of God's word. This is an atmosphere that you and I live in. Whether or not you're conscious of it, both when you audibly hear it, as well as when it's silent and your soul picks up on it. Whether it is in the air, via technology, or via whatever we have today to help us um, uh, communicate um, and do what we do on a very fast pace. Actually, it didn't catch God off guard when Daniel was still in Babylon. He declared in the book of Daniel that in the last days, knowledge will be increased and people will be able to go to and fro. And today, people can go to and fro without even going to and fro. And people, if you could see in the prince of the power of the air's realm, there's tremendous activity going on, whether or not I hear it audibly, or whether or not I sense it tangibly, I'm aware of the fact that there is a current that is anti-God that wants to stop the feeble or the tolerant and talk you out of what God has talked you into. But I have good news for you. The talk of the enemy is no match for the God kind of talk. Oh, some people aren't hearing what I'm saying. God would like to put his power in your heart and in your mouth to where the mountain will have to obey you. The enemies will have to run from you and the power of God will be revealed in your life. And you'll stand up and say, I am an international miracle institute, a recipient and an heir of the first century faith. I am a first century disciple and I will win the victory in the name of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. No Goliath can stand before me. No uncircumcised Philistine can oppose me. No disease will be allowed to kill me. No affliction will steal my household. I am chosen to be a winner. And you'll be able to speak those words and God will be right there to perform your word. People say, my God, what is it about you? Amen. Performance is part of your life. Now, I want you to look at this a little bit. Is that okay? I'd like for us to look at... Now, help me, because I have a lot of territory somewhere in in the back of my prophetic spirit that I'd like to (laughs) use tonight. Somebody say tonight. As a foundation for the rest of the, 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 the course. And so, if you don't help me, praise the Lord, we won't get to the back of my prophetic spirit. 
But is that good? That's basic enough, right? There's human talk that is either under the influence of the emotions or um, the circumstance or uh, the natural news, right? It's coming out of human frustration or human limitation. Or it's under the influence in some cases of demonic forces that are defeated. That coming forth creates an invisible current. Also, most importantly, for you to remember (laughs) that that's what the enemy uses uh, to pull people that don't know any better by the nose. The Bible said that, that you and I used to be that kind of people taken captive by the devil at his will. That means anytime he wanted us to preach a sermon, he just pushed a button that irritated you. Blah, blah. Human talk just came out. And how many are thankful to God that you're no longer living in that place in your life? You're out of the blah, blah, blah. You've been delivered from the blah, blah, blah. But, but now people around you may not be delivered of that. You know, they, they're open to inspiration, right? But they, but, but they don't know how to judge between um, good and evil. So inspiration that may come in the form of whatever, they, they may grab it. And then if they grab it, then they'll give that inspiration voice. And they give that inspiration voice in your life. Um, then you feel physically the buffeting of that natural speech. So why it's very important for you to hear me tonight because it's high time that you stop letting the world talk out your mouth. My God wants to fill your life with a miracle that magnifies his reliability. You serve a good God. He is with you all the time. His blessings are not lacking or missing. His arm is not short. His ear is not deaf. He is able to reach into your life and make it nothing short of 100% glorious and miraculous to his honor and to his glory and to his praise. Amen. And, and so you may be seated for a moment. You, you know what I mean when I, I say the world now, right? Because we all live in the world, but we're talking about a system that is motivated or moved. The system is motivated or moved by words, by ideologies, by philosophies, by propaganda, by headlines, by rumors. And it's moved that way not only um, logically or humanly, it's moved that way economically also. Thank God for his prophetic word to you and I because your economy is not subject to the Antichrist. I want to stop. Your provision is not subject to the goodwill of your adversary. You're not a beggar on the planet. You're not a doormat to the adversary. My God takes care of his people. Somebody shout hallelujah. And so there's going to be a miracle that happens this week. And God is going to release you and loose your tongue. And your tongue will come into full cooperation with your doctrine. And what you believe in your heart will cease to just be imprisoned in your heart. God will loose your tongue to release the power of his word that is full of the power of his presence into your world. 
Ma 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 Should I stop? Should I start? Yeah. I want I want I want us to look, and there are a number of um, accounts in the Word that I may cover this week um, before I share doctrine with you. New Testament truth. Do you believe God speaks to people today? Yes. Do you believe that I'm a servant of the Lord? Yes. Do you believe that God can change your life tonight by changing your outlook? Yes. Does anybody here believe that the very things you don't know are irritating you can be revealed to you? And be brought down to a place under your feet where nothing but victory will be demonstrated in your life tonight. I believe it. I know you believe it too. Amen. All right. Well, let's look at one of the accounts and then we'll move into um, some, some teaching regarding this. Uh, fluidity of divine speech you know God wants your life to be like the the pen of a ready writer you just got to be able to put his word on it praise the Lord and that's the result of his word being in our heart and in our mouth amen And uh, so in the 32nd verse of chapter 7 in the gospel according to Mark, there's the account of the man that is deaf and also has an impediment in his speech, whether he's incapable of speaking or he's tongue-tied and uh, can't articulate his words effectively. Both would fall into that, right? And and, uh, is that right? Oh, Jesus. Is, is that correct? Yes. Why are you yelling at me? I, I tell you, I have never seen a people like this. And, uh, and, and they bring unto him one that was deaf and had an impediment in his speech. And, and they begged him or besought him or prayed him or um, asked him. All those words are, are, are befitting to synonyms of beseech. To put his hand on him. So they wanted uh, the Lord to do what they probably have seen the Lord do. And that is lay his hands on some people. Say lay your hands on him please. And he took him. Aside from the multitude. So one thing about how to get the ability to talk right. You get away from, you get away from s- stupid. It, it, even the Lord won't lay his hand on us in the presence of stupid. He, he gets us up out of the influence of stupid. And those with human talk. And gets us into International Miracle Institute. Living the first century faith. 
in the 21st century. He gets us aside when everybody thinks you're a nut, you're crazy, and then he injects your life with what is necessary to go back and help people out of what they're bound with. So he walked him away from the influence of who's around him. It's very important for us to understand how to set an atmosphere for the power of God. And uh, you can learn that. I want to stop and say that. If every son, every daughter, every disciple here, you can learn how to set an atmosphere for the tangible presence of God. Are you here? And, 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 and so, uh, you know, whether you're shouting or whether you're whispering, you can learn how to allow the tangible, powerful presence of God to be with you and to be revealed around you by learning that he is who he says he is and learning that he can inspire the direction of your prayers, your speech, all that, and he's committed to his own word. And so you can learn that. He took him aside from the multitude and put his fingers into his ears and spit and touch his tongue. And looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Ifatha, or be opened uh, to the man. He declared, be opened. Are you here? And so, you know, um, one of our meetings um, in uh, Southern Africa and um, uh, one of the people that were brought to me was a uh, uh, Indian, a Hindu uh, 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 Indian from India, but a Muslim by uh, inheritance, the entire family Muslim. And she was born uh, with the irreparable uh, condition. I didn't know what it was as far as how to pray for it. Her eyes rotated. You probably heard me tell the story. And just the best story out of hundreds of thousands of people that we've seen healed from blindness and deafness. But her eyes were rolling like that in her her head. And um, so, of course, you know, we've got thousands there. So hundreds are in in the miracle line. All her relatives are there. And uh, I went to lay my hands on her right up out of my spirit. We're talking about God's speech. Right up out of my spirit. I said, I looked her in the eyes. Well, her eyes weren't looking at me. I said, I break the curse. I didn't even know what I was going to say. I said, I break the curse. And when I did, her eyes just went pop. And were just as normal as anything. And then we discovered she was born mute so we we ministered to her and then she could repeat the name jesus and 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 god healed her completely and after that of course you can't help but accept the lord as the lord of the universe are you listening to me that's divine speech i I break the curse that's divine speech now i tolerate the curse Now I hope there's a helper for the curse. But there there is an inspiration that rises up in the heart of someone when you're under the influence of God. And he enables you to release something in the world. I remember we were in in the city of Chicago ministering for a number of uh, churches uh, back in the 80s. And I had my team with me. Dr. Robin was with me. Our singers were with us. Our arm and bearers were with us. And uh, the power of God was healing people um, all all over that church. At the time, a very, very powerful, very, very influential ministry in our nation and in the world. 
Now, I didn't see this with my eyes. I saw the miracle. Is anybody interested? Yes. Are you interested? Yes. I didn't hear you. Yes. They're yelling at me again, Dr. Rob. Now, what I saw is I saw the blind woman's eyes open. Are you listening? But I didn't see what what other people saw. The people that were with me and the leaders in the church saw more than that. Because I'm over here ministering to people under the power of the Holy Spirit. They're getting miracles. And, and they point her to me. And she's across the platform, very large platform. And, 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 and I said, power! And when I did, everybody saw, do you remember Dr. Robin? The platform, like you would have grabbed a rug and went like that with it and they saw the entire platform do a wave and send that wave all the way there and when that wave hit her she fell under the power and got up with her eyes completely open by the power of God God is going to put his speech in your mouth he's going to put his victory in your heart he's going to put his breakthrough in your call glory to God and the whole earth will ripple when your word hits where it's going. There'll be an explosion of reparation to the glory and the majesty of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. All right, you may be seated. And so now we see the Lord doing the same thing in, in a better way. We see the Lord um, taking this one gentleman to minister to him aside. He puts his fingers in his ears. He spits and touches his tongue, right? So he ministers to, and that's unique, isn't it? How many are glad God doesn't use me in the spitting ministry? (laughs) Amen. So far, but if you criticize, God will let me know, and I might spit on you just because of a word of knowledge. You'll get blessed. And, uh, and, and so, and, but he, he looks up to heaven. Well, of course, he's looking through faith. In other words, there's no reason for us to think that, uh, well, there's reason for us to believe that Jesus pleased God the way, the Father, the way all of us are called to please him. And even though he had visions and revelations frequently, not everything he did was a vision and a revelation. We walk by not by and so when he said I only do the things that I see my father doing he also he also revealed to us that it was the will of the father to do good are you listening to me and so so he's working with the Holy Spirit he he looks up and then he sighs the sigh shows us that he's ministering out of the empowerment on him and in him in his physicality Are you listening to me? Then he declares God's speech. Ifata, open. Now, it says be opened in English, but it's a command. It's open. Now, I want you to notice, he's talking to two things. Eyes, uh, or ears rather, and tongue. He's talking to two things. But but he uses one God's speech. Open, 
and just his intention gets the word right to where it's going. Some of us are going to grow in the things of God. Is your enemy afraid that you might open your mouth? Is your adversary, is your challenge afraid that you might receive an energetic divine anointing and open your mouth and declare the prophetic with powerful performance? I say it is. Mm, mm, mm. And that Aramaic word, Ephatha, is the word open. And he says it. And um, next thing you know, straightway, that means immediately. His ears were opened and the string of his tongue was loosed. I love the King James in that. Are you here? Yeah. How many are no doc? How many know Doc's uh, uh, take on no weapon formed against you? And every tongue that rises against you, you'll pull it out and tie it in a knot. Glory be to God. No tongue shall prosper. You'll tie the enemy's tongue and loose the speech of Almighty God in your life. No, no weapon formed against you shall prosper and every tongue that rise against you in judgment shall you condemn. Praise the Lord. But the Lord told me to talk to you about the multiplied millions of Christians around the world that our circumstances have influenced our speech. Our our opposition has hindered our capacity to freely pour out the God's speech and the power of God out of our belly. Rivers of living water flowing. And and our tongue, so to speak, is tied. We're not ready to release or pull the trigger on the power of God. And we're going to pray for you. And the global church is going to scan and prophesy over your region, your family your church, your denomination, and your world till you rise up in the middle of a weak, fearful, doubtful, natural world and declare the word of the living God that can never fail. You are more than a conqueror. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. God is going to loose the string of your tongue and words of power are going to roll off of your lips encapsulated with the miraculous to raise those who are afflicted and deliver those who are captive to eject the devil out of the lives of men and women to the glory and the honor of the king. Praise the Lord forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Should I stop? Amen. Now I wanted, I'm going to, you know, we're going to get into some things. You know, I know what I'm doing, right? (laughs) And uh, and, and the string of his tongue was loosed and he spake plain, plain talk. Praise God, plain talk. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, the first century faith course on plain talk. <laughs> and he charged them, or Jesus commanded them, that they should tell no man. He said, don't, t- don't tell anybody. But the more he told them, the more great deal they published it. And uh, they, the, the more he told them not to tell people, the more they told people. And were beyond measure astonished. Isn't that wonderful, those words, beyond measure? 
That means they were like freaked out, astonished, <laughs> saying, He has done all things well, and He makes both the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. Amen? Amen. And so we see here the working of the Lord together with the power of the Holy Spirit to um, demonstrate gifts of healings and working of miracles through uh, both laying on of hands, acknowledgement of the lordship of the heavenly over the natural, and then the release of one command, one word of command that applied to two different um, you know, situations. And with that command came a manifestation. Does that make sense? Yes. And so if you notice here, we're talking about the kind of speech that is gone or that comes after prayer. Let me stop here for a minute. This comes after prayer. The Lord said if we pray in secret, God will reward us openly. And, and, and he didn't have to pray about that man. <laughs> he, he really didn't pray for that man. He took that man aside, laid hands on him, acknowledged God, sighed. You see what I mean? Acknowledged his authority, sighed, and released a command. He didn't release a petition. Thank you very much. The Lord has sent me to you because many of you have been praying about certain things to change. And I won't ask for a hand show tonight. But I'm here to tell you that the Lord has given me what you need to fill you with the necessary faith to release a command that will not fail to bring about a straightway and an immediately into your life. Glory be to God. It's going to be immediately. 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 It's going to be straightway. There's going to be a loosing of the tongue. There's going to be plain speech and clarity that is visibly seen by the world. An apprehensive, fearful, doubtful world is going to see victorious, formidable, redeemed men and women that do not have to conjure up a good word, but we've got it on the tip of our tongue because greater is the one that lives in us. Amen. Now, this is the ministry of Christ prior to his uh, death for you and for me on the cross, right? Yes. And uh, prior to his resurrection. Very important that we're going to deal with that in, in first century faith and in, uh, in uh, FCD and uh, in, 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 uh, in our sessions together. But this is... Um, the Lord in his earthly ministry. Now very important to look at something um, again. And, uh, and that is the eyewitnesses that were personally taught. Not all of them. Um, say not all of them. Not all of them. Just some of the eyewitnesses that uh, um, the apostle Paul lists as having seen Christ after he rose from the dead, and he, having spoken to us, appeared to us, and taught us. You know? You know, not if Lisa was around then, she'd have the archives. Because I've had prophetic words, you know, way back when. 
And, and uh, do you remember that word that the Lord it was on that? Oh, yeah, I know exactly where it's at. Just pull it out. It's like amazing. But can you imagine having the sessions that the Lord held after he rose from the dead and appeared to the disciples for 40 days and taught, preached, prophesied to them of both their future as well as the end of the age and the gospel of the kingdom being preached? Can you imagine those sessions? Thank God we don't have to wonder what he said. We just have to read Acts and the epistles. And let the Holy Ghost bring to life what what had taken place. So the the Apostle Paul lists key, key people that the Lord appeared and taught and preached and ministered to with miracles like the provision of the fish or 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 um, like blessing them or like breathing into them or giving them authority, all these things that we talked about. But I want to get there in order to specifically pull out a figure from the new covenant that is very important to what we're going to talk about this week. And so um, I want us to go there to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And, and, and uh, is there a First Corinthians 15? Yes. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and um, we'll start with verse 3, even though we can read with verse 5, but we'll start with verse 3. And this is St. Saint, Saint Paul writing. For I delivered unto you first, of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. If you believe that, shout yes. Yes. Shout yes. Yes. And that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scripture. To the scriptures. And now if you believe that, say yes. Say yes. All right. So now we agree, right? We're we're talking about some very essential cardinal doctrines, right? This is this is important to our um, uh, eternity, right? And that he was seen of Kephas, that's Peter, then of the twelve. Now he's recording only a list, but he's recording him chronologically, and uh, um, in order to identify some importance relevant to his own ministry and what he's doing around the world at the time. Amen? He appeared to Peter, then the 12, and and that he was seen of above 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some are fallen asleep. So in other words, how, how many more than 500 Uh, brothers and sisters right more than 500 he appears to us where all at once that means there's a gathering there's over 500 people and the word got out and the Lord is showing up and we're talking about what the Lord said to this one and this one's talking about what the Lord said to that one next thing you know the Lord shows up by the time uh, Paul writes about this he says only some are asleep are you here Erica all right, just, just want to make sure if I lost you in that last shout. 
Um, <laughs> and, and, and so only some are asleep. So maybe 490, maybe 485, maybe 500 are still alive. We don't know. He said the most part are still alive. He said some are falling asleep. He didn't say many are falling asleep. And so then he goes on to say, after that, he was seen of James. Then of all the 12, and then he goes on to say, last of all, you've seen of me. Everybody shout James. James. Shout it again. James. Now look with me at Galatians chapter 1. The, the epistle of Paul, the apostle, to the Galatians. And uh, Galatians 1, Then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem. Well, well, uh, uh, let, 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 me, let me read from the uh, uh, verse 15. But when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace. I like that because... Uh, you know, I was aborted and um, I, I, I killed uh, the abortion through the power of the grace of God over my life. And, and then mom and dad said, you know, we might as well have this kid. God, God might use him. Amen. Because the doctor said I was unhealthy and um, my mother was too afflicted um, in, in her condition and the pregnancy wasn't going uh, proper and I'll either die or she'll die. And so it wasn't a choice um, because they didn't want the baby. It was a, a medical directive. And so, you know, they injected mom with what should have killed me, you know. You know, God turned it around into um, an anointing. And, and, and so he, he separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace, Paul said, to reveal his son in me. Uh, talking about himself now, right? That I might preach him among the heathen or the Gentiles. Immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. That means Paul said, look, you know my story. I didn't run to go find out about God from his favorite disciples. In my case, the Lord directed me differently. And so uh, what I did, I, I didn't confer with human beings. I, I, I didn't go looking for human talk. Neither went I up to Jerusalem to them which were apostles before me. So in other words, not only did I not confer with human talk, but I didn't even go to authorized, gifted apostles. The Lord didn't direct me to do that, he said. Um, So they were apostles before me, but I went uh, into Arabia or the desert and returned again to Damascus. Then after three years, I want you to look at this now. Don't, don't, Don't read over this. After three years, I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter and stayed with him 15 days. Isn't that wonderful? Can you imagine uh, Peter and Paul sharing doctrine with one another? My God, that would be some good stuff, huh? I'm sure they talked about some things like walking on the water, Peter and and oh well I was caught up to heaven and it's like they'd be going back and forth you know but the Lord was getting all the glory 
And so other of the apostles saw I none. I didn't, I didn't see anyone save James, the Lord's brother. James, the Lord's brother. Now we're talking about uh, near kin. Now, if, if you notice, in a moment, we're going to, if we have time, we're, 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 we're going to next, next session, stay tuned, <laughs> we're going to get into the teaching of James, the Lord's brother, on speech. Yes. Now, this man that we have reason to believe and Josephus the historian bears witness to the record that he died um, uh, because he was stoned uh, after serving as a pillar in the, in the church of Jerusalem among others like Peter and John they were in charge of the church of Jerusalem he was like a, a bishop an elder a patriarch of the church of Jerusalem with the rest of them this man we have every reason to believe because repeatedly identified as the Lord's brother. We have every reason to believe that he had access to and dialogue with and heard the Lord talk because even if he was five years younger than Jesus, he had 25 years in a local community that is not that large to have audience with the word in his pre-baptism life. So you couldn't walk around Jesus and just hear human talk. You walked around the Lord, you heard sound talk. You heard sound speech. Are, are you listening? So certainly if you lived in his house or near his house, you wouldn't run into someone that says, ah, I don't know. He would, he would have a direct view coming from God because he is the word are, are, are you catching this so now how many of you know that if James is going to teach anything about the power of the tongue you better listen because he lived with the power of the tongue when his tongue was off as well as with the power of the tongue when the fire was on his tongue praise the Lord should I stop so, so we're talking about near kin. We're talking about the Lord's brother, right? Okay. And so when we look at the, um, the great invitation to be in the upper room, you don't have to go there, but it identifies the presence of 120 people. James, uh, called James the lesser or James the just. Hit someone say this good teaching. who probably was martyred somewhere around eight years, give or take a couple of years, before the apostle Paul was. And had, listen, had the, had the, had the uh, twisted, godless, imperial Roman Caesars not invaded Jerusalem in AD 70 and destroyed Jerusalem, crucifying Everybody they can get a hold of and murdering people in godless form. The church of Jerusalem would have continued until today. 
through the power of those men and women that had sound supernatural New Testament foundation. But thank God that the gospel was not defeated and the fire was not put out and the good news continued to spread. And 2,000 years removed, we can meet in, in Pensacola, in Africa, in Asia, in India, or anywhere in the world. And the good news of the gospel is alive. And Jesus is King of kings and Lord of lords. And he still has apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Well, if you believe that, jump up and give God a great shout today. Glory, 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 glory. Amen. All right, that's the church of Jerusalem. So, so he's 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 there. He's uh, he's um, he's in the upper room now. You catching that? He's in the upper room. A uh, powerful thing about the upper room is before we get there. Let me let me just throw 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 you a, a little um, just thought ahead of time. The tongue is a fire. Those are the words of James. Well, glory to God. Well, before we get there and read it in context and content. Because context is not everything that we need to read. We need to read content. What is in the word that applies to our life today? My God has anointed The gospel with an ability to cut sharply in your life. Taking all derogatory and deficient out of your life. And leaving nothing but supernatural, significant, excellence, impartational in your life. Amen. So he's in the upper room. He's like the rest of us, 120 of us. We know what the good news is. We know Jesus is alive. We know he rose from the dead. We know he appeared to us. Oh, thank God we know he, did, he lived like no man lived. Perfect. But then all of a sudden, the fire of God comes, or rather, a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind filled the house where we were sitting or they were sitting same thing praise the Lord and there appeared to them the tongues that clove a fire and it set upon each of them and then they were all shouted no like you shouted at me earlier and began to oh with other languages as the spirit gave them utterance now they were under the inspiration of God's speech now they were declaring gospel news people around them were wondering how are these people who we thought are just Galileans speaking the good works and wonderful works of God in our own language wherein we were born how do they know how to preach like that and declare it like that how did God put in these people the empowerment to express the fire that sat upon them through natural human times releasing the power of the living word of God through them glory be to God and James the Lord's brother was one of them and for the first time I want to say this for the first time in James life he talked like the Lord 
for the first time in James' life, he talked like the Lord in context and content. His words were filled with the Lord's power because it was the Lord's power that inspired his words. Somebody shout hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. You talk about a shock. You talk about a shock when your near kin start acting like FCF. You talk about a shock when your relatives start acting like I am I. You talk about a shock. Glory, 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 glory. Ah. And so the... Uh, the um, they they began to speak, and, and and the spirit gave them inspiration, and this this great powerful word went out, and we know that immediately every nation under heaven was drawn to the upper room. You understand what I'm talking about? Actually, what I mean by that is they didn't get into the upper room. The upper room got into them. <laughs> all of a sudden, all of a sudden, when the apostles stepped up through, through, the, through the ministry of Peter, but they all stepped up. It was the body of Christ financing that message. It was everybody committed to that truth. Are you listening? Everybody was like, okay, we're out of the closet. We're not hiding anymore. We're going to declare this thing. We're going to talk boldly. We're courageously. Let it be known that the Lord is not dead. He's alive. He was accredited among us by God with signs and wonders and miracles, which God did by him in the midst of us all. And he's alive. He's not like David. David is a prophet. He was talking about the Lord when he said, my flesh will rest in hope. But we've got David's grave. It's just Jesus' grave that's empty. Jesus is not in the grave. He's alive. He's the king. He's the Lord. He ascended on high. And he poured on us that which you now hear and see. And that was, if you will, that was that was the net. The same net that they cast on the right side of the ship to catch 153 whale. That was the gospel net that caught 3,000 that said, hey, I want to receive Christ. I want to be baptized. I want Shout hallelujah. Should I stop? All right. Well, you sound good. Sound good, you guys. Praise the Lord forevermore. Praise God forevermore. Praise God forevermore. Praise God forevermore. Praise God forevermore. Praise the Lord forevermore. Blessed be the name of the Lord forever. Glory be to God. Praise God forevermore. Praise the Lord forever. And so in Jerusalem, in Jerusalem, um, uh, the, um, the rank of the Lord's brother 
was identified and rehearsed to us, relayed to us um, in, uh, in the book of Acts. We won't go to all the records, but I don't believe it was by accident that the Holy Ghost would lead uh, Luke to record certain things because, you know, there were too many things to share. How many know what I'm talking about? Uh, if they were all recorded, the world couldn't contain the books. So if the Lord put something in, in there, uh, he, he must have the ability, and, and I'm being facetious, to make what he put in there relevant to your equipping. Yes. Are you listening to me? Yes. Otherwise, the, the, the Bible will be, you know, just a good book. I won't touch that. I'm going to leave that alone. Now, where were we? We were in Galatians, weren't we? The scriptures here are very alive. Now, here's some history. And here's some confirmation that we should um, put into the knowledge of our first century doctrine. And we'll find a little bit of it in the second chapter of Galatians. And uh, huh. I, I, I'm just kind of trying to make sure that Uh, I choose a good verse to start in because the Apostle Paul is a lot like me or I'm a lot like him. We do a run-on stuff. (laughs) Very hard to edit us. And and so in, 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 uh, in his epistle to the Galatians, Verse 8, talking about God's grace. Are you listening? Well, verse 7. But contrarywise, when they saw, I want you to say they saw. saw. Say it again. Now we're going to find out who they are. Right? Because that's the question. Who are they? When, When they saw that the gospel of the uncircumcision, that means the message to the Gentiles. Are you listening to me? Was committed unto me as the gospel of of the circumcision or uh, as of the circumcision, because notice 
the gospel's italics in the King James, right? In other words, when they saw that I had the grace of God to preach the glad tidings to convert um, those that are not part of the Mosaic Covenant, and yet the gospel relevant to those that are part of the Mosaic Covenant was given to whom? Shout it out loud. Shout it again. Now we all agree that Peter wasn't the only one preaching the gospel to the to the Gentile uh, to the to the circumcision, right? But now we're, we're we're showing here that the apostle Paul is credibly biblically showing something that took place in church government that made Holy Ghost decision that you and I should be aware of. So he said, "Now they saw they saw that I had grace to reach." The, the Gentiles, and they saw that the, their, the, the grace to reach uh, in Jerusalem was committed to Peter's um, apostolic rule. Uh, for he that wrought effectually in Peter to the apostleship of the circumcision, the same was mighty in me towards the Gentiles. Can you see that? Yes. So who's getting the credit? Shout it like an army. Shout it again. See, the Lord will show you your area of grace. And you'll never have to be frustrated trying to copy somebody else's assignment. My God, I feel the power of the Holy Ghost. And, And if God gave me a mandate to deliver to you the impartation necessary to duplicate in your life the power of the first century faith, then I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. My God, my God, the Lord is going to release in your life the apostolic miraculous that does not fail to turn the world upside down. You are going to see the greatest, most powerful, supernatural move the Spirit of God has ever promised earth or humanity to participate in. You are God's army. You are God's warriors. You are city takers. You are giant killers. Should I stop? No. Now, and I want, us, I want us to look at that, please. He that wrought or worked effectually in me. Remember when we talk about effectual working, we're talking about um, the energy of God. The, when effectual working doesn't mean all of a sudden it explodes. It means the constant working of the living, doing word of God. So the grace imparted and the wisdom granted and the ability given to reach the circumcision was working in this apostle Peter for the apostleship. And then, and in the apostle Paul, the grace given was given to work in him effectually towards the Gentiles. Amen? Amen? Well, of course, it was also very beneficial and wise because Paul's ministry would have probably only lasted like two or three years if he based out of Jerusalem. <laughs> you know that's the truth. But 30 years he ministered before he was martyred in Rome. 30 years. And he's still ministering. 
through, through the Holy Scriptures. And isn't it wonderful when you look at verse 8? Now, I don't know if your Bible's like mine. Look at verse 8. And let's look at it. For he that wrought effectually in Peter to the apostleship of the circumcision, the same was mighty in me toward the Gentiles' smiley face. the power of the Holy Ghost in that. <laughs> of course, now, now you know he that wrought effectually, that H could have been uh, capitalized, couldn't it? Because yeah. he's talking about the Lord. Yeah. The most important thing is the, is the graces operating and what? The functions defined. Right? In other words, the, 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 the Lord uh, committed to me the gospel um, to the uncircumcision. He committed to Peter the gospel of circumcision. And he worked effectually in Peter to the apostleship. That's the function of the circumcision. The same uh, was mightily or mighty in me toward the Gentiles. And when James, Kephas, and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that was given unto me, they gave to me and Barnabas the right hands of fellowship that we should go unto the heathen and they unto the circumcision. Now we see how mighty men and people of God can get around each other, understand the assignment and the grace, extend uh, uh, a benediction and blessing, give right hand of fellowship, and make sure assignments are done most effectively without disconnection from headquarters or the flow of the... Uh, uh, the, 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 the um, what God has birthed. Now when he mentioned James, he's talking about the Lord's brother. Because by the time the apostle, he's not talking about James that was martyred. This is James, the Lord's brother. Are you listening? Who, who was a very strong, according to Paul, pillar in the church of Jerusalem. Along with John the beloved, who's a pillar in the church of Jerusalem. And um, Peter, who's a pillar in the church of Jerusalem. And every one of them decided, listen, Paul, you got Barnabas working with you. And the same one who's effectually working in us through his grace and ability to reach the circumcision is obviously working in you to apostle and to reach the Gentiles or the heathen. Here's our right hand of fellowship. And we acknowledge you as also a leading pillar of apostleship to the Gentiles. How would you like Jesus' relative to be in on the right hand of fellowship you get? How would you like Jesus to have his hand on the right hand of fellowship that you... How would you like the authority that the Lord puts on you to be connected all the way back 2,000 years ago without denial, without hindrance, without any short circuit? Do you believe God has a word for your heart and for your mouth that will bring you into
talk. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. You getting anything out of this? Okay. Now, now I wanted to bring James out for a minute. Because we all know that the Lord is no respecter of persons. But we also know that the Lord taught us that it's pretty tough to be accepted in an atmosphere of familiarity. I didn't mean here. No, isn't that what he said? No prophet is accepted in his home. And, and so now, we, don't we have reason to know that Jesus is near kin with the exception of John? John, John just had a second thought and got rebuked, right? John the Baptist I'm talking about. And every Baptist should get rebuked at one point or another. <laughs> Every Pentecostal, every, everybody should get rebuked. Get corrected because... Now here's... Let me stop for a minute. John was Jesus' cousin uh, through Zechariah and, and Elizabeth. And, and, and Jesus' cousin, you know, didn't know anything when he was in his mother's womb. Don't look at me like that. Does anybody here remember when you, if you lift your hands, I'm going to come down and cast that pre-birth delusion off your life. It's not a Freudian church. John, John didn't know anything, and when Jesus comes, Jesus is uh, in his in Mary's woman, just barely a baby, and John is in his mother's womb. When when the salutation comes, John gets filled with the Holy Ghost while he's still in his mother's womb, and she gets filled with the Holy Spirit. And so the entire house gets filled with the Holy Spirit because there's dialogue back and forth between Mary and Elizabeth. Ah, yay, yay, and all that. And good, good Bible, good, accurate Holy Spirit revelation, prophetic utterance, God talk, and God doctrine. And in that prophecy, he declares emphatically between those two pregnant women, the Holy Ghost does. That your enemy is defeated. Your savior has come. The victory is here. Redemption is at hand. Should I stop? And so John goes out into the wilderness and starts his ministry. However he does out in the wilderness. His own diet. And and, 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 uh, honey and locust. You know. And uh, wearing camel hair, 
looking like he's out out of a, you know, out of the, you know, the Samuel school of the prophets. He, like any, like a, in Jesus' day, it was modern day. All roads led to Rome at that time. Most of the disciples spoke not only Galilean, but they, uh, they understood Greek. You know, people were kind of a little bit, you know, they, they thought we've come a long way. Because there's a melting pot of humanity, society. So John the Baptist wasn't befitting people. When the Pharisees and Sadducees recognized he started his ministry, went out there. They're like, good God. This man's got long hair, beard, wearing camel hair, and he eats honeycomb and or honey and locusts. And, and his message, you brood of vipers. <laughs> now, how many of you here are grateful for the transitional ministry of John the Baptist? How many are glad that it's not where you get buried and die? Two, three, four people. But what he, he had grace, he had an anointing from God to deal with people's condition. To get them to repent. To feel sorry for their wretched condition. That was his ministry. And it wasn't revealed to him because of constant dialogue with Jesus. He didn't even know. But the Father revealed to him that when you see him, you'll know him. And when the, he that has the Spirit descend on him, he's the one that's the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the whole world. So John, when he saw Jesus, he prophetically recognized him. And of course, later when he would be at the verge of uh, being martyred for knowing him, he sends word through his own disciples. Go ask him, is he the one? Is he the word? Or is there another word? Is he the answer? Or is he going to be followed up upon? Are we free? Or are we still bound till a future dispensation? And Jesus said, go back and show John again the things you hear and see. The blind see. The deaf hear. The lame walk. The dead are raised. And the poor have the gospel preached to them. Then he said, and blessed is he who is not offended in me. So he sends the word to his own um, cousin in the, in, in, in the natural, you understand. But he sends the word from his divine position in rank in the body of Christ. John, are you listening to me, was the greatest born of women. But he that is the least, least in the kingdom was greater than John. Those that ended with John couldn't get to Jesus. But those that said, thank you, John, and became violent, they crammed themselves into the kingdom and got a hold of a now miracle coming from the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. But when you look at James, you don't look at someone who's far away. James was around there, around the neighborhood, around the house. Every time the Lord talks and you're stupid, you're tempted to roll your eyes. 
how'd you like to live with Jesus? For, for about 25 years before he supplies the new birth. So we understand that many things that the Lord said, his closest disciples didn't get. Right? So now, when, 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 he, when the Lord's brother gets filled with the power from on high and he's going to write an epistle, it's actually the leading universal epistle, the first one. That means worldwide. And he writes it, then when we read it, we should find a definition of how the Lord lives as well as how the Lord ministers. Are you here? Yes. So every one of the um, epistles, every one of the Holy Scripture, uh, the Holy Scriptures, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. But um, we all know that you can pretty much detect if you're, if you're a studious uh, disciple of the word of God. You can pretty much detect as well as confirm the style of the personality God used in our new covenant. Are you listening? That's why the names of the writers are on their epistles. Are you kidding me? Don't look at me like that. I get worried. <laughs> Don't do that. Do not, do not look at me with Dr. Harfush, really. I just read the scriptures and I know the Holy Ghost wrote the scriptures. It don't really matter who wrote the epistle. Are you kidding me? Why do you think the names are on them? You think the Holy Ghost sat down with a pen and wrote this? Well, you know, yeah, to be honest with you, it's just as if I didn't ask you that. Don't back talk me with human talk. Y'all out there?
That's why when people say the writer to the Hebrews 85% of the time you say according to the writer to the Hebrews and I happen to believe it is the Apostle Paul because you know there was no one as qualified to write the things that are written in the Hebrews except the Apostle Paul. You detect his style within the inspired utterance of the Almighty Holy Ghost. Should I stop? The general epistle of James. The Lord's bro. My brothers, don't be a bunch of teachers knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation in other words if you don't know what you're talking about keep your mouth shut isn't that in the first verse pretty much right I kind of shared it on For in many things we offend all. Did he say you? No, did he say in many things you offend? Who did he say? Uh, So he's including himself in on falling short of the perfection of Christ's confession. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word the same, he's a perfect man. Does anybody here feel like you know who he's talking about? Jesus. Go ahead and shout that name. Jesus. Uh, shout it again. Jesus. Uh, one more time, real loud, real fast. Jesus. And, and so here, I don't have to read further. Before I could stop and say, my God, this is James, the Lord's brother who grew up with the Lord. Heard him never offend in one word. Everything that he said was right on the mark 100% of the time. He probably did his best to irritate him, get under his skin. But Jesus would not give in to the natural and treat him on the same level he was being treated. He saw him walk through stuff that, that he, James, would have never tolerated being the kind of Jew that he was. And Jesus... It's what it said. Come on, somebody. This is a na- this is a Nazarite. This is a man. This is a, this is a man dedicated to God. Are you listening to me? And if you know the law really good, you could find reason to justify your conduct. And here he is, he's near kin to the guy that makes it harder. He goes, oh, if they slap you on one side, it's written, you know, uh, a tooth for a tooth, an eye for an eye. But I say to you, you know, if they slap you on one side, turn the other. If they ask you for your whatever, give them your coat also. If they compel you to go a mile, go with them the extra mile. And he's going, are you kidding me? You're improving on the Mosaic law. Moses gave us loopholes with which we can retaliate. 
Isn't that the truth? How many doctors I got in this house jump up and shout like you never shouted in your life? Amen. So you, you, know, you know that I can stop right there and, and start thinking, what? He, and, and I can say, well, he's, he, he the, 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 uh, you know, the apostle James, right? A pillar of the Jerusalem church. One of the key elders that resolved uh, together the issue of the Gentiles and the issue of circumcision. When we got together and we met about what should we do with the Gentiles. And we said, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're not, not going to load you down with a bunch of stuff because you, you, you're historically not well known to keep stuff. Uh, <laughs> You know, I'm being, but because scripturally, here's what we're going to do. Hold back on drinking blood. Don't drink blood. Abstain from blood. Uh, Don't drink blood and and stay away from fornication and uh, things that are strangled, right? (laughs) Just gave him just four things and wrote a letter, right? And said it seemed good to us and to the Holy Ghost. And sent them with a letter of confirmation. So Why? So that wherever they are in, in the Gentile world. If the Apostle Paul, Barnabas or Paul and Silas were covering them. And their own students, Paul's students were going and ministering to them. Are you listening to me? If it was Timothy and if it was Titus. And if, the, if there were others. And anybody came Preaching another gospel, they'll bring out that letter and say, hold up, we went to Jerusalem, met with everybody, and we got that letter of authorization that tells us that we're accepted in fellowship with Jerusalem regarding the way we're worshiping the Lord. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. We got some God talk on this. We resolve this. We got God talk. We got together with the key chiefs, leaders of the Lord's uh, gospel that are representing the the gospel of the Lord to the people of the world. And here's what we got. And so if he, being one of those guys, could say in many things we offend or we we cause ourselves or others to stumble. In many words... In many words, we miss it. So he said, if any man does not miss it in word, the same is a perfect man. In other words, let your faith talk. And able to bridle the whole body. Let your body be under the influence of your faith talk. With your... your, your, Let the word live in your heart and in your mouth. That word of faith which we preach. The one that Peter talks about and that Paul teaches about. So, so, so don't offend in word. Listen, look, look. We put bits in the horse's mouths and they obey us. And we turn their whole body. Now, I want to stop for a minute. Who is Christ Jesus? Shout that word, word. Shout it again. He's the word. Shout it again. James had eyewitness insight and audible insight into the word talking the entire life of the word. And he watched a human being 
that he was close kin to not get sick, not get weak, not get discouraged, not get overcome, not get angry to the point of sin, but always speak the truth in love. He saw a man that he could not compare to any other man as far as identity and quality. And you would think that with the death of Christ, his hands would be thrown up in the air in frustration because you would never see that kind of a man again. But then he rose from the dead and appeared. And when he did, he appeared to James also. And when he appeared to James, he showed James what you were living without. I've risen from the dead to supply for you. You do it. My God. My God. I'm going to put in you. I can bridle your body. I'm going to put in you. What can talk to God's speech? I'm going to put in you. What can preach the word of the living God? I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm alive. And I've come to give you what you can never earn. I'm alive. And I've come to impart to you what you can never qualify yourself for. I'm alive. I'm alive. And I'm going to teach you what the scripture said about me. I'm alive. And I'm open the eyes of your understanding. I'm alive. I'm going to give you authority to forgive and to to remit and to retain. I'm alive. And I'm going to tell you about the kingdom of God. I'm alive. But I want you to tarry till you be endued with power. Because when the power comes on you, the very member that no man can tame, the tongue will be under the influence of the almighty Holy Ghost. And you'll be able to govern your body. Because you're part of my body. (laughs) You'll be able to govern your body because you're part of my body. Because the horsemen and the horse are part of the same invasion. Thank you very much. The horsemen and the horse work together in synchronization. He leans and the horse turns. He says yes and the horse charges. He goes from walking to trotting to charging. So will your body. You'll be able to lean and the fire will go out of your body and move and the anointing go out of your... Hey! Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Whew. And if you want to, you'll be able to back up. Whoo! You'll back up into the strength of your yesteryear through the power of the ageless one that lives on the inside of you. If you believe it, shout like you never shouted in your life. Amen. You may be seated. Isn't that powerful? Yes. Now here he is. And it's, and it's very important. Is it okay if I pull James out? Now it's very important to pull James out because he's the one teaching on this, uh, on these words. And, uh, you know, the Lord supernaturally, uh, empowered him so so you could look at James and the ministry of Christ and he being a near kin along with others but right now because of the significance of the epistle of James how many of us here know that James was not contradicting Paul 
how many know that, that the apostle Paul said we're justified by faith? And James said, but show me your faith <laughs> without your works. I'll show you my faith by my works. He wasn't saying you get saved by works. He was saying, show me. <laughs> He's saying, if your salvation is invisible, I ain't going to put up with it. Uh, and so there was no contradiction. They, 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 Paul, Peter, James, John, all of the New Testament writers, they're writing the counsel of God so that we can better understand it. So when Paul says Abraham was justified by faith, and then James said, was not Abraham justified by works? Was, it, was James contradicting Paul? Or was he saying, you know, it's one thing to believe God and, and sit up right where you are and do nothing, but Abraham didn't just believe God. He got up and obeyed. So, so, um, so y- y- you invest in what you believe in, Otherwise, you're just a you know, bystander. You watch the harvest of others. But you don't want that. So now, we can look at James. And I'm not going to take long because I'm almost out of time. We could look at James. And um, if you look at James, uh, the Lord's brother, in, in the years that he knew the Lord, right? And he knew the, Lord, the way the Lord talked, Right? And he knew the way the Lord lived, even if he desired that, because he had a love for God, which he probably did, because you can't live around the word of God and not feel the presence and the conviction. The word never returns void. But even if he desired that, he was looking at it, so to speak, as an old covenant. In other words, he was having... What, what Paul talked about in Romans 6 and 7 he had a desire but did not have the ability to perform that desire but after Jesus rose from the dead and empowered him with the power of the Holy Ghost along with the rest he could take everything he wished you, you see what I mean bringing in together on everything Jesus taught in his three and a half years and he would have he would, he would have affiliation in memory from when Jesus was in, in, when he was in his childhood and he saw the Lord talk and walk and, and move and live. Are you listening to me? All the way to the time when the Holy Spirit came upon Christ at the River Jordan and then what he taught afterwards. And he could recognize now that what he wished in the past and didn't have the power for, he received the power for at the upper room. Now he knows exactly how the Lord governed his life, being the word by speaking the word, and he given us the word so that we would be also a mature person in the Lord, given all the credit and the honor and the glory to the one that worketh effectually in us. Somebody praise God. Is this good? All right. Perfect man. So the God able to bridle the whole body. Now this bridling has to do with direction. This is illustrative. Are you listening to me? This is illustrative. In other words, um, it's a visual. It's illustrative. It's showing a kind of figure or 
image or, 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 or picture. And that picture is a picture of health and a picture of direction. Right? And, and so in, in, in a picture of direction. In other words, if the word of God is in our heart, in our mouth, and we got God's speech, then the direction of our physicality will go in the direction of God's word. Can you see that? And, 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 and certainly the, the, the bridle he's talking about, or the bit he's talking about, do you, do you see what I mean? Uh, is a little instrument. And he uses it as a type of the word. So that, that the word can turn, turn the child of God in the direction of God. God talk will take you in God path. God talk will take you in God will. God's will. When, when God's will's in your mouth, God's experience in your body. When health is in your mouth, health is in your body. When youth is in your mouth, youth is in your body. When God's words is in your mouth, sanctification is in your body. So he uses the bit as a type of the word. Are you listening? Out of direct personal revelation of near kin experience of having lived with the word. Been around the word. He says, bridle the whole body, you'll keep the direction going. And he said, look, we put bits in the horse's mouth, they obey us, and we turn about their whole body. In other words, this big, this big horse, amen, this big, beautiful, capable horse, we, we, we direct that horse any direction we want once we've got sync with that horse. We don't ride that horse, beat it, and have it depressed and oppressed and run around with his head in the ground like, oh, Jesus is riding me. No, there's a, a, a spirited joyful, ready to go out for a run, a walk, or whatever attitude. There's, a, there's an understanding and a union, are you listening to me, between the two. This is illustrative. God is certainly not calling us horses through the teaching of James. Behold also the ships. Now ships are very important for transportation in those days. The Bible uh, talks about the Apostle Paul talked about how error causes people to shipwreck in their faith. In other words, they're on a, on a ship. It's the gospel ship. They're going to the other side. And next thing you know, they're shipwrecked because they, whatever. You, you know the accounts. Go there. Behold also the ships, which though they be so big and are driven of fierce winds, are you, are, you, are you ever face a fierce wind come against the ship of your life? How about the great ship of your call? Yet they are turned about with a very small helm. The power of the turnaround is in the smallness of your obedient tongue. 
And I've come to tell you the world has tongue-tied you for one moment too long. God is loosing in your mouth, in your heart, in your life an authoritative, miraculous, powerful, mountain-moving, God-pleasing articulation of the inspired Word of God. And this week will be a week when you let out the shout of authority. It will be accompanied with the God of dominion. My God! My God! Oh, go ahead and give God some praise. I'm I'm, I'm gonna wait a minute under this anointing. Glory, 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 glory. The Lord has begun a great work in your life. The Lord has called you and has collectively engrafted you into the greatest army this world will ever see. A spiritual army that carries a message of peace and fights the good fight of faith. This great supernatural ship with a destiny to glory shore has had fierce winds come against it for 2,000 years and wind after wind has failed to overcome the great gospel that I have released into this world for my word is from the heavenly realm and therefore is superior to the dominion of the fierce wind that I have chosen you To be my house that my power will live within you and direct the inspiration of your speech. And I declare to you prophetically that this year, this hour, this week is the week of turnaround to the ship and to the ship of your call in the middle of worldly fierce winds. I have put in you the ability to turn the rudder loose with prophetic decrees of the Lord most high into your now. Are you loosed? Is your tongue loosed? And go ahead and talk God talk. Go ahead and praise God according to to his inspiration. Oh, for the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord forevermore. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord forevermore. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. Oh. Oh, glory to God. Oh. My, 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 my. Go ahead and release the power of sanctity, the power of sanctification. The power of blessing, the power of thanksgiving, release the power of multiplication, the power of praise.
praise, receive the gift of faith and release the power of faith in words of thank yous that go beforehand to declare the end from the beginning. My God. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. You're healed. You're saved. You're delivered. You're forgiven. You're anointed. You're sanctified. You're called. Go ahead. There is a new strength coming to you. Go ahead. New wind coming into your life. New energy coming into your being. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Lord says now is your breakthrough time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now. 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 the time of your release now is the time of his power to flow through your life like a river that overflows its banks it's harvest time my God 100% victory 100% of the time never stopping short of your miracle Thanks for joining us on the Christian Harfush Ministries podcast. Join us on our other podcast, Miracles Today. Connect with us at globalrevival.com, and we'll see you next week.